0: morning, Tim. Uh, What we're talking about here specifically, and I think the Banner Herald did a piece on this uh, as a possible solution, and this came up a lot uh, through the course of the campaign as affordable housing was discussed, and people would reference tiny houses and then something that's come to be known as kind of tiny housing as a possible solution here. I suppose, and we can just define terms if there are terms to be specifically defined, what do we mean? What are we talking about when we say tiny housing, kind of tiny housing? What are we talking about?
1: Well, that's a great question, and uh, I kind of just created the words kind of tiny house as a um, a descriptor to show the superfluous codes that we have um, in our code sections that limit the – or that put a minimum house size into the code section. Um, and really I looked at, like, we could build a home – down to 600 square feet and that didn't really sound tiny to me so we just created the term kind of tiny and uh, built about a 750 square foot home that um, really seemed to be a great opportunity to show that smaller homes um, could be built and need to be built we have restrictive zoning codes with our lot sizes our lot coverage and, uh, you know, we're looking at the smallest county in the state of Georgia. I believe it's the second smallest in the nation. About 48 percent of our land is untaxable. And we have a small um, agricultural zone surrounding the county, um, even though it's considered a, a an urban county. It's not an agricultural county anymore. I doubt there's tons of working farms here in Athens. and. If we're gonna really try to take serious steps to address our housing issues in this community, we need to do it um, quickly. And we need to be have some bold transformative change to make a difference. In, this, uh, in these issues that we're facing. So
0: everything I heard you discuss just then, State Rep. Spencer Fry, uh, it could be, it seems as though these are things that could be addressed uh, by Athens-Clarke County commissioners, it could be done at the local government level. There's only so much any government can do about putting more money in people's pockets. Uh, well, we just need better jobs and more money. Government can do some things, but not everything. But in this instance, it seems to me anyway, government could fix every problem you just mentioned. Uh, and actually, kind of simply, you mentioned two specific things. Minimum housing size and minimum lot size; those are things that are decided at the local government level. They don't need; they don't even need your buy-in on this as a state representative. This is something our commission could fix.
1: That's hundred percent accurate. It's um, it's a thing that uh, the Land Trust and Habitat has been working on for about fifteen years now, and we just saw an inclusionary zoning policy for multifamily. Um, get approved by the mayor and commission which was exciting now that's a 15 year old project we've been working on Um, we do not have one yet for single family homes but yes you're exactly accurate the mayor and commission can make these decisions and it's just a matter of political will and uh, know how and to try to figure out a way to unwind a lot of these Uh, building codes that we've placed on ourselves, which may seem effective or like a positive change when you look at them one by one over the past couple of decades, but then what we've seen is the regulations have just absolutely limited the supply of a commodity, which is land Mm -hmm. in athens Clark County, and it puts – we also have an artificial upward pressure on our housing based on the student population here in Clark County, which is government can't necessarily fix that, but we can make more opportunities available for uh, construction. Um, The zoning codes and the house sizes would be two very simple, easy fixes that uh, could be done quickly.
0: Well, another thing, another component to that, though, State Rep. Spencer Fry, be where you put this. One thing to talk about the minimum lot sizes, minimum house sizes, one thing to talk about those in a vacuum, but, of course, we don't live in vacuums. We live in neighborhoods, and and you would get, I would anticipate, some resistance from some neighborhoods. Uh, it would be opposed to things like this.
1: Certainly you would, but um, I don't think that that... Uh, helps address the problem whatsoever and you know if if there's a lot of nimbyism that does go on and um it's responsibility of the people within the community to allow other people to live within the community the way that they would like to live as well i would put that forth and you know these are things that uh, we're just going to have to deal with if you move to athens georgia you live in a college town there's going to be a lot of kids running around you're just going to have to deal with some traffic. You're going to have to deal with some noises. Um, if you wanted some peace and quiet, you could go out in the woods in Ogleport, and there's no traffic and no um, noises, and you can have your space out there. But if we're an urban community and you move to an urban community, you just have to face the challenges that come with that, and that's going to include um, small houses, uh, smaller lot sizes, Um, Taller houses, the housing height restrictions, one of the most silliest things that we've ever put on the books here in Athens-Clarke County, Um, and it's just a a situation where you have people need housing. We have artificial pressure on our housing, and we have limited our commodity and this basic supply and demand economics.
0: I always thought about that, uh, the the matter of building up as opposed to out. Out only gets you so far, as you point out, the second smallest landmass county in the country, smallest in the state. Uh, But building up has been something that's been talked about for a while. And there are restrictions there as well. One thing that just suddenly occurs to me, and it's not something that couldn't be overcome, but you, you would build beyond, it seems to me, fairly quickly, your capacity to, I don't know, get ladder trucks in to fight fires should the worst happen. How do you accommodate that?
1: Well, certainly, I have heard that. I haven't researched that, but at the height that we have, um, I believe it's six stories or eight stories downtown. I'm not sure. I, I don't deal in multifamily. I just deal mm. in single family, so I don't know the codes as well. Um, but yeah, that does get to be an issue, is building up and building out, as opposed to building out. But I think that we've accommodated that with all of our multifamily developments downtown. And... We need to think about incredibly creative ways to mitigate this issue. And it's gonna be having uh, duplexes in a single family neighborhood, allowing like a duplex shouldn't be a multifamily um, zoning. Um, we need more doors and we need more bedrooms and we need to take quick action to address these issues. And we've been talking about this for literally up to two decades. And I'm very happy that we're just now seeing a little bit of policy get put in place. But I would encourage our main Commission to continue that effort and to speed it up.
0: Right, a couple of minutes left State Rep. Spencer Fry wearing his Habitat for Humanity hat this morning. I, I was talking about this just a moment ago in another context. The construction costs, like everything else, and maybe even more than everything else, impacted by fuel prices, inflation, the rest of it. I don't know how anything's getting done, but things are. People are building.
1: Things are getting done, and think of a couple of policies that we put in um, about the 2008-2010 policies that have – when we become an anti-immigrant policy-wielding state, we effectively drove off a lot of our construction workforce. And we need to realize that what we're feeling right now are literally – the results of the policies that we put in place uh, 10, 15 years ago as a state. Um, I lost people who were working with us because their significant others had to leave the state. Um, these are things that we brought on ourselves for part of the part of the problem we've in, enacted on ourselves. Other parts of the problem are we have foreign owned lumber mills, Across the state of Georgia which artificially have been inflating the prices of lumber and they began to do that during the pandemic early on and we can continue to see that the these are four known companies which are a state security issue just like our independence on foreign oil is a national security Here. issue when a foreign company does business in the United States, they do not care about the people that live in the country. What they want to do is maximize their profits, and they do that by artificially inflating the oil prices, the lumber prices, and this is what we're seeing. It's the right. corporate inflation. Right. Heck That's
0: of a place, that that place to have to leave it, because it was inflation. just about to get fascinating, <laughs> State Representative Right Up against it, though, got to leave it there. Thanks for your time this morning.
1: Hey, thank you, Tim.